All right, everybody, welcome to the Twistcast, the official podcast of the Twisted Gate. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. All right, we're going to go spooktacular on you guys today. (laughs) It is going to be spooky for you guys tonight. (laughs) And as always, we are going to start with the news. Spooky news. All right, so we're going to start with some comic book stuff, as always. Uh, there will be a new title launched uh, from Marvel called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and that will be coming in January and will focus on the smaller aspects of Peter's life, uh, which will be interesting because, you know, we get to see him punching robots and fighting supervillains. Fixing a toaster. Yeah, thinking about bills, that kind of stuff. Buttering like, toast. Mmm. I kind of want buttered toast now. It Eating toast. Mmm. Not so much. I don't like... Well, it depends. What kind of toast are we talking? Wheat. Rye. Oh no! Rye with butter. Fuck rye. Okay. See, I'm more of a sourdough fan. Yeah, so. sourdough's not bad. I love sourdough. sourdough. I love sourdough. Huh, see, so all these aspects of Peter together. Sourdough. All, all these aspects of Peter's life, you will see, mainly involving toast, but probably <laughs> not. Uh, uh, then there will be a story about the first year of Barry Allen being the Flash. Um, it will be called Year One. Very uh, inventive there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because DC's known for Being constantly inventive. doing oh, year yeah. ones. They have, they have Batman year one. They have Wonder Woman year one. Yeah. Why not, Flash? Why not? Uh, uh, Goes by pretty quickly. What, <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, what's unsure at this point is whether or not it is a standalone story separate from the current book or if it will be incorporated in the main Flash series. So we'll find out soon enough. Uh, Marvel announces the War of the Realms, bringing Jason Aaron's uh, Thor story thread to fruition. Uh, I'm I'm personally heavily invested in this. Uh, it's been going on for like four and a half years now, uh, <laughs> and like there's been nuggets and there's pr- progress, but other big things have happened. So when this finally comes all the way around, that will be something that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is relaunching the Young Justice title. Um, that's that's interesting to me because uh, I'm curious about the lineup, um, specifically whether or not they will use anything from the the cartoon, because the cartoon is super fun and that lineup, uh, either one has been really good so far. I'm I'm excited for obviously season three of Young Justice, but we'll see. Awesome. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, has teased a new roster. Uh, it will not feature all of these characters, but it could feature from a roster of Silver Surfer. Groot, Star-Lord, Adam Warlock, Darkhawk, Gladiator, Philavel, Nova, Moondragon, and Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. Who I love. Wow. Beta Ray Bill. Haven't heard that name in a while. So cool. (laughs) Um, And this last one, uh, spinning out of a recent story development, Dick Grayson now goes by Rick. Yeah, I saw that. What, what, what is the whole story behind this? <laughs> so it spins out of a Batman story um, that's that's kind of running right now with Batman going up against KG Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick takes a shot to the head, like an actual like bullet, and has a shift in personality. Um, I, I I don't know what to think. I don't know what to make of it. It's been like an it like two issues now. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty plausible for like their line of work. Yeah, that's true. That's a hundred percent true. But um, I don't know. I, it's he'll always be dick to me. But <laughs> nothing but a big old piece of meat. Yeah, that dick, that ass. 
But are they like playing with the whole concept of just like memory loss in general? No, not really. Okay. It's, it's more it's more personality than okay than memory. Um, so say, it's, it's kind of weird bit... to like forget your name, but then remember it except for one letter. No, I'm, go- I'm going to I'm going by Rick. <laughs> yeah, it's like R I C, not 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 even oh, the K edgy. on the end. Yeah, it's like, all right. All right, Dick. Whatever you say, Dick. I don't know why, man. It just it, it makes me think of like an '80s PI. Like <laughs> he needs a mustache now, a Tom Selleck mustache. I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'm down. I'm, I'd be yeah. down for that. And imagine but, imagine a Nightwing with a mustache. Oh it's God. actually kind of hard to conceal your already flimsily concealed identity. <laughs> <laughs> just can't see my eyes. Can't see my eyes. <laughs> At least he has something on his eyes. Superman just just spit curl, no glasses. Hey guys, check this out. Wearing glasses, not wearing glasses. They make a joke of that though, and I I, I forget which movie it is. Um, but it was within the, like the last couple years or so. Uh, him and Wonder Woman are sitting down in a diner, and they're both wearing wearing glasses. And Wonder Woman's like, "Huh, it actually works." And he's like, "See, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right." And I don't understand why. It's yeah. Like, it's, I guess it's because people theoretically see what they want to see. Whatever, stupid. All right, let's move on to some DC CU. I'm sorry, I keep doing this, and I just have to, have to change it on my sheet. Worlds of DC and their television. I I apologize. DC worlds. Uh, so James Gunn ha- is on to write and direct Suicide Squad two, mm-hmm. and unsurprisingly, Dave Bautista wants in. <laughs> yeah, man, he has he had uh, James Gunn's back, you know. Ever ever since this whole tweet thing uh, came up, he's been with him a hundred percent. All I'm saying is, get you some friends like Dave Bautista. Yeah, is that is a ride or die right there? Yes, he is. Uh, DC could be developing uh, Secret Six for CBS, which is a mistake um, to me. Yeah, I saw that because they put Supergirl on CBS and it didn't work. So they moved it to the CW. So don't don't put anything else on CBS. <laughs> you have a built-in base right now in CW. You have a streaming service. Why would you do anything? Use those things. Yeah. yeah. I feel like anything that they put on the CW, though, they're going to almost have an obligation to connect it with everything else. Not necessarily. But maybe they don't want to do that. You know, it's possible, but Black Lightning is not connected to anything else. That's true. It work. It works on its own. I would love to see everything cross, but it's it's not a guarantee. Yeah, ah, just a, just a guess. Um, the final Starfire and Raven costumes for Titans have been revealed. They're much closer to their comic book counterparts mm-hmm. instead of you know a hoodie and a mink coat and a mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> that that even that's that's not even close. Like, why are you doing that? Whatever. I watched the first episode. It's actually not that bad. Um, so I'm going to do a little some spoiler stuff here if you care about Arrow. Uh, ben mm. Lewis has been cast as Adult William on Arrow. And that's because they are embracing flash forwards on Arrow and will do that for the remainder of the series. Hmm. I was wondering what they were going to eventually do once his flashbacks kind of caught up with the show. Well, it, I mean, they his had already caught up. Yeah, but then they started utilizing other characters, and that's not as fun. Flash forwards are more interesting because you get curious about the journey that you took to get there. And now I know that you just use the word journey, and that's weird for a grown man. <laughs> uh, but does that mean that maybe they're looking towards the end of the show now? I would imagine so. I think they were talking about doing eight seasons, um, but six it, seasons in the movie. It, it, <laughs> might, it might go. It might go one more uh, outside of that. 
Um, not really slowing down. So, uh, so speaking of the DCCW, um, Legends of Tomorrow will feature their own crossover, completely contained within their show during Elseworlds, because they're not involved in that massive crossover. Okay. Which is an interesting concept to me, because I don't know... I mean, I mean, they deal with time travel, so theoretically... They you, could you do You can, that. but it, it breaks your... Well, it doesn't break their rules. It breaks the Back to the Future rules, which they also broke, so... <laughs> Fuck the rules! Fuck the rules! Time travel is such a fucked up thing. It really is. You need to define your rules clearly, and they never do. Nope. And stick to them, and then they also never do that either. It's almost like they do it on purpose. Yep. Um, we posted this online. Superman will sport a black suit in the Elseworlds crossover. Yeah. Yep. Uh, reminiscent to his his reintroduction to the DC Universe uh, back in the day after his death. And that thing actually looks really good. I want to say I hated uh, his initial suit, the red and blue on, on the CW. I thought it looked stupid. Like the way the cake connected, it just looked awful. But this actually looks really good. It's sleek. I like the collar on it too. Yeah, I like the collar on it too. I think it just it just looks good top to bottom. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the Kent Farm from the Smallville series, mm-hmm. the super campy Smallville series, <laughs> which I love. I mean, it's fine. Um, that will be fe- featured in Elseworlds. Oh, just okay. a little little throwback, little, little nudge little, there, uh, Easter egg there. It looks like Lex Luthor will be coming to the Arrowverse Ooh. at some point, uh, which is kind of cool. And also, which makes sense, based building off of that, CW is developing a Superman TV series with Elseworlds serving as a backdoor pilot, as they're doing for Batwoman. Really? Okay. Okay. The why is a little bit sad. Warner is not moving forward with any uh, Affleck or Cavill-led movies, uh, reportedly, from a fairly reputable source so it looks like they're done like which is interesting like i understand the affleck one just because he's been on the fence about it for years now and 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 now he's in rehab and all that every time we've done news it's been oh okay let's uh oh ben affleck's out Ben affleck's back in so like i understand like not wanting to go forward with him but not going forward with cavill that's interesting i mean he's arguably the Best Superman that they've ever had. Mm, I will go best Superman, probably not the best Clark Kent. I think that still goes to Christopher Reeves. Um, Would you attribute that to writing or acting, though? A little bit of both. I mean, phys- like I know they're like by today's standards really bad, but if you watch Christopher Reeves' like body language as he transforms between Clark and Superman, it's it's wildly different. Like. Like as an adult, I went back and watched it. Somebody mentioned it to me, and I was like, "Wow, that's actually really good." The acting, I mean, it was like seventies, eighties. So I mean, so I mean, I'm not expecting high cinema here, right? Um, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, but I thought he embodied. I thought I think Henry Cavill embodied um, Superman very very well. Um, Man, really wish they'd just hang on to him. That's that's disappointing. Uh, so, I mean, technically we're already there, but I think I should just do it for for posterity. DC fucks up again. Um, so Flash, <laughs> Flash delayed again 
till 2021. Yeah. 2021. Just cancel I, it. Just cancel yeah. it, dude. Uh, I was thinking about that when I saw our post about it and I was just like, you know, there was a point where young naive me thought we were actually getting it in March of this year, but nope, nope, Nope. foolish, um, hundred years flash movie cancellation. Just just I've been waiting adventures.com six years. (laughs) (laughs) Dearest mother, it has been 45 years since the announcement of the flash movie. (laughs) Uh, and finally here, uh, Pennyworth has cast Jack Bannon in its titular role. Uh, as And uh, Ben Aldridge uh, has been cast as Thomas Wayne. We don't need this. I agree. Stop. I couldn't agree more, man. I could not agree more. Like, <laughs> It's like you ripped it straight out of my brain. I it just, it's not necessary. Uh, okay. So I'm moving into Marvel, uh, their, their cinematic universe. Uh, Marvel is making an animated Spidey movie uh, by Lego, with featuring Lego characters, obviously, and it will feature Venom, which is interesting. What? Yeah, I was <laughs> just like, how do you, how does that work? All right, so there's going to be definitely at least, calling it right now, at least 150 times in the movie where Venom's head spins around 180 degrees and it's Eddie Brock's face. Yeah, and probably. Then the other side yeah. of Venom. Yep. I'm excited for the tendrils. The tendrils in that movie could actually be really fun. Like, just constantly around and wavy. The part, uh, the part that I'm Legos. not excited for is the Lego part of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Look, man, those movies did, are did actually... Did you ever see Lego Batman? Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> was surpri- I, I actually surprisingly enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I wish we had videos so people could have just seen Sam's reaction. <laughs> it's not for me. Not for me. It's okay. It's a little silly, um, but I think they're, I think they're well made. Uh, Brian Cranston wants to play Mister Sinister uh, in the X Men movies. I still think he needs to be Lex Luthor, but okay. Yeah, well, that ship has already sailed. God, he's uh, so good at that. Uh, Venom has crushed the box office for two weeks in a row. Just stop. Like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't really love it. I mean, I'm surprised I mean, word of mouth has not killed that movie. Hate it, but we didn't love it. Yeah, it was mediocre. Is that our new definition of mediocre? By the way, Venom? I think it is. Didn't love like, it, but didn't hate thought, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought just, I thought Justice League was pretty much there, but I think that's supplanted Justice League. Is, yeah, that's mediocre. Definition of mediocre. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Sony's Craven movie. Yes, that's a thing that's happening. Uh, we'll, we'll actually feature Spider-Man. No way. What? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. And Says it is who? like MCU and the, Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. And the story, this is puzzling as shit. What <laughs> fuck are you doing, Sony? Um, it that, isn't that, that should be your Sony thing. Sony, the fuck you doing? (laughs) All right, uh, moving forward here. Sony, the fuck are you doing? Uh, This this story will be inspired by Craven's Last Hunt, which... Love that story. It's a great story. Why is that the first Craven story you're telling? Craven dies. (laughs) Well... Hey, Craven, here's your movie. Fuck you. What the fuck are you doing? You know what happens to all Marvel villains? Look, <laughs> they die. They, yeah, for okay, whatever reason, all the MCU Marvel villains have died. The ones that like Sony and Fox have been them, doing, but not like, the majority of them. Ninety, ninety-five percent, 95% of them. But like the Sony and Fox ones, not necessarily. Yeah. So I think that that will actually be a point in my in my DC this week in D, DC TV roundup, is because Oliver Queen is obviously in jail from the end of last season. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of his villains are in jail and it makes it so much more rich and like the payoff is bigger for people who've been watching since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, moving on. We're not talking about you right now, Arrow. Get out of my brain. Uh, Spidey suit in Far From Home goes retro. We were just actually just talking about this a little bit. It is a red and black costume. Um, it's my favorite color combination. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a little bit like of the old school first costume that he had. And I was actually talking to Sam a little bit beforehand. And it's a little bit like um, Superior Spider-Man. Yep. Um, that costume is really cool. Um, uh, Dark Phoenix promises to uh, a more mature Cyclops, which is interesting for me because I love Cyclops uh, as a character. I and do not. He's a leader and he's a badass. <laughs> uh, shut up. And could be the first X-Men movie released by Disney, which hmm. is interesting because okay. I know that deal actually might close out by the like physical end of this year. January 1st, closed. Boom. We now own all of you. Um, so even though... Fox has done basically all the labor up to this point. Disney's still going to come in and just stamp their name on it. <laughs> Probably just going to distribute the movie because I mean it's already done. Yeah. Um, or they'll just delay it like another three years oh, and just yeah. reshoot it. Altogether. Oh yeah. Why not? Uh, Ryan Coogler is signed on for Cougs. Black Panther two. The Coogs. Surprised it took that long to sign him on to that. Uh, I mean, um, he does other stuff. I mean, I mean, true, but like I figured after like the, the ridiculous su- success. Yeah. They would have kind of tied him down immediately. He strikes me as the type of director that will only really sign on if he's got a story to tell. Yes. He's not a Joss Whedon out here. Oh, that's fired. You got one line? I'll do back, Earl. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I can't come up with anything other than, other than this one line. You guys are on your own. <laughs> Let's start over. Yeah, Coops is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. He's made good movies. Um, Saw... The Avengers 4 trailer was being converted to IMAX, and then IMAX actually denied that they were doing that. Wait, <laughs> converted to IMAX? Yeah. like So the, the movie isn't being shot in IMAX? Uh, I mean, the movie's already shot. So... Then why would it need to be converted? That's that's what I saw. So that, that can be part of the denial, because I would believe the Russo brothers were just like, yeah, we're just shooting this shit in IMAX. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with IMAX is... There's only a limited amount of cameras in the world, and IMAX, you need approval from IMAX to shoot and rent the cameras from them. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be willing to bet large sums of money that I do not have um, <laughs> <laughs> that they shot this thing in IMAX, which... Oh, you, just, you just use the money that you're going to win from Mega Millions later on. Actually got a ticket for that. <laughs> oh, but who, who doesn't? Yeah. So fool, <laughs> gotta play the gotta play the odds I just in case. Him. Your odds are shit anyway. Of course. <laughs> hey man, the last the it's a billion dollars. Two people, two people won a million dollars from uh, Bucks County, uh, last couple days. Billion dollars. So I just don't want to just throw my saying, money out. <laughs> um, one and nine zero. I'd rather waste my money elsewhere. Anyway, back on top. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be willing to bet large sums of money that I do not have and probably will not win that. They shot this movie in IMAX, which confuses the heck out of me when they would say they need to convert it to an IMAX yeah. format. Yeah, so weird. That, that's interesting to me. Um, well, sad news here, and it's not surprising at all. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been pushed back to 2021. Um, just like The Flash, except I have more confidence that this movie will actually get fucking made. 
Um, do you though? At this point, I don't oh, I know. I do. I do. I feel like they want to put the movie out and just wrap it up. I think they're done with it after this, or we'll just shake things up and move change forward. the cast. A bit. Yeah, but yeah, I think they have incentive to put the movie out. Hmm. Finally, uh, here we'll talk about this obviously later. But Iron Fist was canceled by Netflix. Yes. Other shows are reportedly safe for now. See, like, there was a big uproar about people saying, like, oh, my God, the show got canceled. Like, I wanted to actually, now that it's actually getting back on track, I wanted to actually see it continue and stuff. And they were outraged that, Oh, and like, it, left, it left it completely open for Yeah, that. exactly. So, like, the people were outraged that Netflix just up and canceled it. But I think this is something we talked about in either the last podcast or the podcast before. With Disney having their streaming service and stuff now, maybe it's n- n- canceled off of Netflix and they're just moving it over. No. No? From what I've seen, no. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> no. Uh, Disney is focusing on their own stuff. Like I, okay. Like one of the things we talked about before was what that streaming service are doing, a Loki series, uh, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch series. I think they're focused on that aspect of it. I don't okay. think they really... They just want to nix everything else. Yeah, from what I've I've read from the Netflix bosses, they're going to continue the partnership um, and not really interfere. Gotcha. Okay. Who knows? But um, that doesn't mean the characters are done. Yeah. Because the the intent is to have them show up in other shows. Yeah. They they just Uh, don't have their own Again, again, we'll get to that later, but that that makes sense as well. Uh, A couple of quick video game notes. Uh, Lego Avengers Four is apparently on the way. Huh, okay. Oh, we get a trailer for that? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, also, we don't know what the fuck it's called. Sorry, <clears throat> just <laughs> super butthurt over this. Uh, Spider-Man uh, game plus mode is coming, just not right uh, now. Actually, I was playing Far Cry earlier this afternoon, and I just got the update for it. Really? Yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. And finally, DC Lego Supervillains released this week, and that's your news. All right, so moving on, we are going to be talking about Myron Fist. Byron Fist? Byron? Byron Fist. Ryron? His name is Byron, and he has a fist. Just one. <laughs> that sounds like a shitty show. So let's talk about Iron Fist instead. <laughs> it sounds like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force character. It really does. My name's Byron Fist. Hello. All right. Anyway, Hi, Byron. This is this is the discussion about Iron Fist. Everybody, Season pay attention two. right now. <laughs> that was very forceful. <laughs> really because was. let me tell you why. There will not be another Iron Fist discussion. Well, not another well, about Iron his own series. show. Not his own show. No. So you better listen now. So yes, Iron Fist. Yes. Um. So. I think we can, across the board, say that that first season of this show was, was shit? underwhelming. Hot garbage? At the, and I'm being kind, saying Flaming towers of shit? Oh. Can I just say I watched- Dumpster fire. I watched probably 15 minutes of each episode. That's probably all you needed. There we go. Hey, uh, did you know that Danny Rand is the immortal Iron Fist? I didn't. Oh, well, now you know. You don't need to watch he, first season. He it's never says it in the second season. It's great. <laughs> it is. Except- <laughs> <laughs> Davos says it, and yeah. when he says it, I literally and went, "Oh!" I, 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 I'm pretty sure I, I like, I, because uh, I take notes on my phone when I watch these things, 
and as soon as he was like, I'm the immortal Iron Fist, I dropped my phone and walked out of the room. <laughs> like, my kid was like sitting next to me and I was just like, nope, nope, I'm gone. I can't do it. And then I came back and then I, I finished it, obviously, because I had to finish it. Um, yeah, so, <sighs> dialogue is better, um, but still not great at times. Um, it seemed really forced. Like, they, they try and force these, like, nice moments between the characters like dropping like little jokes like here they're trying to be like playful and the acting just comes off super awkward it just doesn't work yeah it's probably because the character characters the characters yep the the actors and characters there we go uh they don't have a lot of chemistry because they don't spend a lot of time in these developmental situations which is a problem yeah um the one there there was one in particular um interaction that really stuck out to me and it was an interaction between ward and danny um you know the girls had run off to do their girly stuff Mm -hmm. um which was kick ass and take names fortunately um but they actually had like a very real moment and then the girls come back and kind of interrupt it and i'm a little disappointed by that because you get growth from both characters who were a little bit shallow uh in in the first season and don't really you don't, you don't get that they were development. All fairly shallow yeah well <laughs> i i actually do think we get some improvement from characters um, oh definitely yeah i mean given the first season there's only one direction you can go so yeah, that's true and it was also like you got a huge helping hand by the fact that like misty knight was in like yes. half <laughs> half of the season it would that was excellent um so I love how like she started to become the new like linchpin character. Yeah, the new yeah. Claire. Yeah, who I they mention? It. It's actually a nice little call out because it's like if you, sadly for some reason, only watch the first Iron Fist and you know Claire exists, mm-hmm. and then you watch Defenders and then you never watch anything else and you just pick up with the next Iron Fist, you have no idea that Claire's gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a nice little call out. I mean, and to be fair. Her actual farewell was just would have been just as awkward as that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, to be honest. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it, yeah like, we're just we're just like, oh, Claire's at the club. Bye, bye. Yep. Nah. Don't even show you some B roll. Yeah, just B roll. Yeah. Toss a little B roll. What does B roll hurt anything? <laughs> oh Jesus. boy. Back to Iron Fist though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about... Did you know that he is the Immortal Iron Fist? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. That Good. that was well established. Uh, so this season... I text 092782 if you want to know if Danny Rand is the Immortal Iron Fist. We, we probably shouldn't have done that because we don't own that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. Uh you probably should get a text number. That would be cool. That would be cool. That's uh, a discussion for another time. Yeah. Uh, if you want us to get a text number, text 08. Stop! Stop <laughs> telling people text things. <laughs> Back on track here. Let's talk about just characters in general. So we'll start with the titular character, Danny Rand, mm-hmm. the immortal Iron Fist, who doesn't say that, thank God, <laughs> uh, throughout this entire season. So it picks up where Defenders left off, basically, where he's fulfilling his obligation to Matt Murdock to protect his city. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about where they put Danny this time around? Like, in his headspace, where he is 
I don't know, it, it seemed like in the first season he was all about being that protector and like he was happy to do it. But in this season, when it started, it was like he was being forced to do it. He didn't want to do it anymore. He was only doing it because of Matt. Yeah. And it just seemed odd. Like a really big radical shift. I agree. Well, I, I think that he's he's kind of conflicted, right? Because he has Colleen who, who really has, and as he talked about in the season, uh, tried to draw her line in the sand, right? Not go across it, just kind of take a step back into like norm, like a life of normalcy. Thanks, there, Corey Taylor. And uh, <laughs> and then you have and then you have Danny, who in his heart, this is what he wants to do, right? He wants to go out and he wants to be the protector, but he's also being pulled because now that he thinks that he's fulfilled his duty as the Iron Fist, he has nowhere to go from here right so he thinks he has this obligation where his girlfriend wants to do the complete opposite pretty much and then well not necessarily opposite i think she still wants to help people she just wants to take a step back she doesn't want to do it through violent means she doesn't want to be all consuming basically correct so and uh, you know what else can you do if you're going to protect the city like you have to be out there on the front lines you know and that's that's just weighing on him and then he also doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing so yeah and also i feel like he's consumed a lot by anger yeah like a lot like it it almost doesn't make sense to him and at one point he actually says i don't know where i start and i I don't know where i end and the fist starts so i think that it was it was just weighing on him top to bottom i really did like that that one scene in the like it was very early on in the season where he just goes down into like that that train tunnel room. Yeah, just and he just just starts pounding away on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I I think that was a great scene to show where he's at mentally. Yeah. Um. So we've already kind of talked about her a little bit. Uh. Well, Colleen. Colleen goes through probably the most drastic change throughout the course of the season. Um. So first of all, I just want to say, my God, is she a badass? She is. Yep. She, oh my God. Does not fuck around, dude. It's fantastic. Like sword or not, she just whoops major ass at least once per episode. I love the part where she's talking with Misty about the katana. She's like, "Yeah, I mean, if I'm carrying it around, I'm gonna fucking need it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it, that didn't matter because you just beat the shit out of like a lot of people <laughs> uh, throughout the entire course of, of the season. Uh, and, and spoiler alert, in case you haven't watched all the way through, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. I did. I'm, I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> uh, Colleen ends up taking on the mantle of Iron Fist. Yes. Uh, at the very end. Glowing uh, which, white fist. Yes, glowing white fist. So I, I want to back up really quick. I did love how they visual, visually distinguished the Iron Fists from each that other. That was pretty a nice touch. I like that. It, it was it was cool to cool to watch, especially when it's like Colleen versus Davos later on. White Fist versus versus Red Fist. Yeah, this is this is neat visual. Um, I think Colleen, you know, is a reluct as a reluctant protector. I don't I don't think she. I mean, they alluded to a lot between her and Misty. I think those two have probably the best chemistry on the entire show. Um, and, and it's and I don't think it's the first time they've really interacted, but like you just tell, there's just like a kinship there. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully we can see more of, but you know they do a lot of stuff alluding to Heroes for Hire or Daughters of the Dragon, what have you, where, where Misty and Colleen are actually in that together. 
Um, so despite the fact that we have no more Iron Fist, there's the possibility that, you know, they do some kind of combo show down the road. Now, speaking of Misty, can we just talk oh about girl real quick? Let's so, do it. Awesome. Uh, she whoops fast that robot arm. <laughs> 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 there are just points where she gets into fights, like uh, where she, they're fighting the Crane Sisters, and uh, the one girl goes out and runs, and like she runs at Misty, and she just holds out. Like she's on the bike, the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and holds out her robot arm. And the girl just falls off, and there's this like clang of the metal <laughs> off the skull, and it was like, oh, this oh. is so satisfying. How do you... I, I want to know, like, how how she knew that she could do that. You know, like, what do you what do you do to get to that point? I mean, that's that's guesswork. <laughs> uh, I mean... You gotta try it at some point. The, the bike wasn't moving that fast. I think any faster it would have been a real problem. <laughs> We're just taking the arm, like, straight off, but it's still hilarious. Right. And fun to do. Um, and like she, she like she used she used it well. I thought throughout uh, the course of the season. like she got a lot of combat. She like, did. She, we, like I, I don't think we've really seen that out of her. I mean, you saw it in Luke Cage when she beat the shit out of that chick. Yes, but that's like a street fight. I'm talking like like actual tactical combat. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like Luke Cage isn't True. really a show that's about that. So Misty doing oh, that in Luke Bushmaster. Cage. Yeah. Well, so like Missy doing that in Luke Cage doesn't really work, but now that she's kind of an Iron Fist also, or was an Iron Fist, um, they're able to explore that bit with her, and I think that's a nice fit for her. Yeah. So what do you? How do you feel about them using characters to just kind of cross pollinate between other shows? I like it, and I loved Missy being in Iron Fist, but I almost felt like they relied on her a little too much. Yes. So I mean, there was a lot of police action in there and it wouldn't have made sense without Misty. Yeah, but I feel like they didn't give enough to their own characters and they were trying to rely on popularity of Misty too much. I agree. It Mm. actually may have been a little too busy in that regard because there were so many characters to juggle as the season wore on Um, and it's only 10 episodes better than the 13 of the first first, uh, season uh, which is where I think the the writing actually tightened up a little bit Um, but I feel like there, you have all these characters you're devoting time to, both the Meachums, Davos, Danny, Colleen, Miss, Misty now, uh, in, in addition to other smaller characters, BB, Rhino, um, uh, what the hell is that? The, the eye patch dude, whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, <laughs> Don't even remember an eye patch dude. <laughs> no, uh, his driver, Davos' driver. Yeah, no. All right, no. whatever. Fuck <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. it wasn't that so I'll, I'll, I will remind you that I watched this when the season premiered, and I don't remember much yeah. now. Well, motherfucker took it, got stabbed in the eye, and then he wore an eye badge for like the rest of the season. Oh, I think I oh, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> when, yeah. What's, what's her name? Uh, Yang stabbed him in the eye. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. With a hair pick. Uh, so uh, that actually leads me to another point. Let's talk about combat real quick. Um, very creative. It was. It was creative. <laughs> it, 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 it was creative this time around, uh, especially because you know Danny didn't always have the fist to rely on, which is which is cool. It was in, in the hands of <laughs> literal hands of Davos. Davos could use two iron fists, whereas everybody else Such could only dick. use one. Hate Davos, jackass. Uh, so I think the combat was fast, much faster this season than it was last season, which is huge because when you're watching a martial arts show, like. 
when slow combat is boring combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really want to sit down and watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like you said, it got creative. I actually had a huge problem with that fight that Yang got, Mrs. Yang got into, um, because it slowed down and like it got a little hokey for me at that point. Hmm. Like she's like a like a sixty year old woman. And she's like <laughs> with like a, with a hair pick. It was like a it was like um psycho yes or, or yeah right that's what it's called that yeah. old movie yeah yeah you guys remember that old movie <laughs> I was gonna say oh, that old. <laughs> yeah you know stabbing the, the chick in the shower it was exactly yeah, like and that. it was just it was, it was really telegraphed and poorly shot and just like it did it interrupted the flow of the fight like i, I remember distinctly watching that and going why why did that just happen like yeah i kind of laughed out loud yeah <laughs> uh so yeah, I thought that was cool. Alright, so let's jump back into a couple other characters. Uh, the Meacham uh, siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about their development throughout the uh, season? So between like season one and two, I kind of forgot a lot about them. So yeah. it was like kind of starting fresh with them again at the start of season two. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, that probably was the best thing. Um, Meacham was a little whiny at times. A ward? Yeah, Ward, yeah. Okay. Ward, yeah. It was a little whiny at times. Yes. Um, and then what's her face? Joy. 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 That's the other one. I think Joy uh, actually went through the greatest metamorphosis in between she seasons. She did. She was more sur- self self assertive. Yeah. Um, that- she, she was a stronger, stronger character than she was at all in the first season. I remember her being like this really like friendly character to. Danny in the first season, and now she's like this kind of an asshole in the second yeah, season. That, that was actually a little bit endearing to me. Yeah, like she's uh, out for herself. She she learned to not trust anyone after the first season. Yep, and she's serving only herself basically. Does Ward remind you guys of Scarf at all? A little bit. I he, can, I, I, can I think see he that. I think he looks exactly like Scarf. I think it's close, but. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, what all white guys look the same, yes. Mike? <laughs> That's what I was all, all of us look the same. Yep, y'all, huh? y'all look the same. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. I don't think they. I, I think they're similar, but not the same. I, I can see where you can see it. Yeah. Um, I thought Ward actually, um, throughout the season, probably had the best character arc. Um, strangely. Um, he, he goes from this guy who's getting help in Narcotics Anonymous to yeah, shut up about that. Who'd you tell? Did you no, tell? Ward, did you tell? Ward, did you tell Ward, her? Not you, Ward. Did you tell her? Did you tell my sister? No. Okay, good. You guys are assholes. <laughs> and flips everybody off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I thought he actually gr- had the most growth as the season wore on. Um, he started to actually want to make amends for the things that he, he'd done. Um, you know, realizes that he can't just be a douchebag flying by the seat of his pants the entire time. Um, and I actually, mean, he, he scored that sponsor. That's true. Uh, who he knocked up. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, I actually loved that about the way his arc ended, where he finds himself in a good place finally goes to a meeting, talks to the sponsor, um, whose name escapes me right now. It's awful on my part. Kind of forgettable. Uh, 
except for the fact that she's pregnant with Ward's baby. Oh, I remember when that bombshell was dropped, I, my mouth actually dropped open. It was actually crazy to me. But, um, like, as as she's having the conversation with him, he's like, I want to be in this baby's life. She's like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, that that couldn't be more fitting if, if you wanted it to be. Because he talked earlier about the darkness that follows their family, and I thought that was very poignant. Um, good job, writers. <laughs> now stop making characters say they're the immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, we talked about Joy. We talked about Ward. We have talked about Mary. No, Mary, the new big other newcomer. Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary. Uh, so she just kind of shows up in episode one, and you don't know what to make of her. Um, so let's actually back up a little bit and let's talk about her comic book. Gonna character. back, gonna back it up. Yeah. <laughs> Again, wish there was video in this room right now. Uh, so let's talk about Mary Walker, aka Typhoid Mary. So we got Typhoid Mary, who you just ruined my thunder and said Mary Walker. Yeah, sorry. Um, so she has a very depressing start to her life. She was sexually abused as a child. And during the course of this, another identity broke through her and put an end to that. And it also developed some latent mutant powers, which included mind control, telepathy, and pyrokinesis. Uh, so once she she eventually ended up in a mental institution where she was diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder, or DID. Um, so that was kind of the founding of her other identity, but she didn't really know where these powers came from. Uh, her alternate personality was called Typhoid because she runs a fever when this identity is in control. Uh, Mary had vowed to never allow another man to hurt her ever again. So Typhoid Mary has run across several prominent heroes and villains throughout her career. Her earliest encounter is with Matt Murdock uh, prior to him becoming Daredevil, and it actually happened in a brothel. Uh, since then, she's had encounters with a litany of characters including Power Pack, Doctor Doom, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Vengeance, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Leonard Sampson, Taskmaster, and Lady Deathstrike. And Deadpool. Hey, we don't want to miss Deadpool. She's either worked <laughs> with, for, or against all of these characters. <laughs> so I feel like they took pieces of that comic book character and put it into the character that we, we know and come across um, in the show. I think Alice Eve actually does a really good job differentiating between Mary and Walker. She did, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty great. Yeah. So I, I would probably notch her for the performance that she gives. Uh, maybe in the twisties coming up early next year. Again, not porn. Not porn. Not, not porn. porn. If you like porn, cool, go for that too. But make sure you vote in the twisties. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think she actually does a really good job in... Um, like I said about with about, um, Superman earlier, in changing the body language. Um, sometimes it's something as subtle as wearing her hair up or down. Shifting her, shifting a top. Yeah. Um, the no-nonsense body, body language, like, very closed of Walker versus the very open, inviting, and almost unsure body language of Mary. Choking out a bitch. Yeah. Not choking out a bitch. Sometimes, Just saying. Sometimes you gotta choke a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who who's mad about that ever? Um, oh man. So I thought she was she was pretty good as as a character. Like at times I was a little unsure of 
what they wanted to do with her. Mm -hmm. They kind of, she kind of just popped in randomly. Like she didn't really have a set goal or agenda throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Hey, I took these pictures. You like them? See ya. I drew these pictures. You like them? See ya. <laughs> Don't look at my pictures. <laughs> uh, she's just, uh, you know, they they kind of dove into a little bit of you know typhoid or what have you. Um, because they, she's military and she gets captured and they don't know how she got out. Like, neither Mary knows and Walker doesn't know. So, like, towards the end of the season they talk about there being, oh, there's another alter, alternate personality. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, it's like, I feel like I wanted that to be explored more mm -hmm. but there's just not enough actual time uh, to get to all of that. Yeah. Uh, last character I don't think we touched on was Davos. Right? Yeah. Might be a reason for that. <laughs> Good reason. Um, so, I feel villains work for one of two reasons. One, they're menacing and uh, scary, like Kingpin. Okay. Or, they're hammy and campy and lovable and just overtly evil. <laughs> Like, like, uh, Kate Blanchett's Hella. She's yeah. pretty handy yeah. at times. And <laughs> right. it's fun. I, I loved it. Uh, but she's also a threat. You can, you can take that credibly. Yeah. Davos. He, he was a little bitch. I'm yeah, just, he was neither. I'm just put it out there. He's a little bitch. Honestly, whenever I hear the name Davos, I, if it, it may be racist, you tell me, but I just want to walk in. I, I literally want to kick down a door with a, a bottle of tequila in my hand and yell, Hey! Davos! And that's just what I want to do. So I never took him seriously. Uh, I don't see this racist. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, but, you know, not racist. I think of Game of uh, Thrones. Note, side note, I have been drinking tequila. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it could uh, be. The, Maybe. The, uh, the story. Well, if that's, if that's wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> uh, I think of Game of Thrones. Uh, personally, little attached to that character uh not attached to this character really i mean don't get me wrong he had some tragic stuff happen to him like his relationship with his mom is toxic um he feels betrayed by danny but we already kind of got that but like, why though that annoyed the shit out of me like why nope never really got into it um you stole the iron fist from me oh yeah how because and, and they show you. flashbacks <laughs> they show flashbacks of like the fight which is brutal. I love that fight. It's probably one of my favorite fights from the entire season because they're really going at it and it's raw and emotional, but uh, how did he steal it? I mean, he kind of earned it. Like, when he goes to claim it from Shao Lao, doesn't that, doesn't that kind of mean that you you fought and claimed that? You didn't really take it from anybody. It's Unlike just, Davos. Ah, yeah. Punk bitch. Little punk bitch. I, I kind of was annoyed at, by the fact, too, like, I feel like they dropped something that could have been a big plot um, plot point for the entire season when he said, uh, you know, you stole the Iron Fist from me because my father gave you the secret of how to beat me. And then they never, they never, you know, concluded that. Like, they never resolved that at nope. all. Nope. So, you know, eh, that, you know, the writing was tighter, but... You know, there's those loose ends that just kind of ruin it for some people. Yeah. Eh. I agree. 
So, as we go to wrap this up, uh, final thoughts, review type thing. Better than the first season. I understand why it's canceled. <laughs> uh, better than the first season. A little tinge of disappointment that it's canceled. Because of the the end of the season? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they did leave it wide open. So, I was a little so actually, curious. we should probably talk about that real yeah. quick. Yeah. So... The season ends uh, with Danny and Ward basically getting on a plane to go off and like help on a discovery of, of self uh, journey. Yeah, what they're what this is what they're gonna do. Um, <laughs> so then it picks up several months later. Colleen is protecting the city mm-hmm. as the Iron Fist, which is cool. Uh, and then you come across Ward and Danny in Japan. Uh, and they're like trying to get to the bottom of where they, I think where they got the body, uh, the old Iron Fist body that Davos used. Yeah, initially. I think so. Yeah. Right. So they're getting into that, and Ward is basically being like his deal broker. And when it falls through, Danny's there, and the guy pulls the guy like Ward is dealing with pulls a gun and shoots at Danny. Danny pulls two guns. <laughs> lights him up with the iron fist yep. and directs bullets towards that bullet which was kind of cool yeah what? so based on that i kind of <laughs> want to see where they went with that but not enough for them to, to position them to honestly keep I, going like you could you make like a two-hour movie and just wrap yeah exactly up. something like That's that quick. that'd be fine uh or, or just do a here's for hire but series. just making danny a full-on like gunslinger <laughs> like what yeah Oh, like a, I, I a, remember, like a chi magic wielding gunslinger i remember like finishing that episode and turning off the tv i'm just like what? <laughs> well, I like it, but what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so interesting. Um, a little me- mediocre, maybe a tick above mediocre. Mm. Uh, not great, not awful. I-, I I can't say that I'm I'm mad that I spent the the eight plus hours watching it. But all right. Well, uh, any other thoughts on Iron Fist season two? Yeah. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. It's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up next, I bet you thought we were done with Iron Fist season two, but guess what, motherfuckers? We're not. We told you we were done, but we (laughs) lied. Because that's what we do. Creating trust trust issues. Don't trust us for shit. We probably shouldn't say that. Collectively, are not buying a bunch of shit from Iron Fist season two. So, who are we going to start with? Talking like Jeff Daniels right now. (laughs) (laughs) all right so one thing i'm not buying is misty all right listen danny has been telling you that he just wants to go off and do his own thing he doesn't want to listen to your shit all right so when he says that he's just gonna go grab some air and you're like well hey no problem guy you go grab that air glad you're getting some oxygen up in that brain and then he disappears, and you're surprised about that shit? Yeah, no. Yeah, I called you, that as soon as it was happening. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, you come back and tell me in a minute what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, we'll do, cop lady. I'll be right back. Yeah, no. I thought that was bullshit right off the bat. Uh, my, my I'm not buying it is related to Misty as well. Uh, at the end of the season, she gets into a pretty serious fight with that robo arm, and it gets fucked up real bad and she can't move the arm and she just walks she walks with Danny they have a conversation she's like alright well I'll see you later 
who's fixing that arm? Who's paying to fix that arm? Could you maybe be like, hey, man, just uh, stop by Rand. They'll take care of that real quick for you. No, no, you never mentioned that at all. Just fuck you, Misty. Have fun with your broken ass robot arm. <laughs> it was implied. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I mean, he gave her the arm in the first place. Because of the implication, right? Yeah. Because of the implication. The implication. I suppose. <laughs> um, but I'm not buying that at all. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm not buying it where he, Davos, cuts out the chest of an old iron fist. How was that flesh still there? I was. I think I was thinking that too when they first unveiled them. Like that iron fist is how old? That body would decompose by this point. Yeah. No. Like it, even if you mummified it, it wouldn't stick around. No. Well, you'd be surprised what mummification can do. But the body wasn't mummified. That's the thing. Yeah. It was just in a casket. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So he just pops it open. Doesn't back away from the stench. First of all, he just nose straight nosedive straight into that shit and uh you know plunges a knife to cut out the chest flesh which shouldn't be there in the first place so i'm not i'm not buying that i'm not buying how colleen is just automatically a master of using the iron vest (laughs) i mean danny is trained almost his entire life with the exception of maybe 10 years 10 11 12 years something like that Davos has been literally training his entire life to wield this thing. Colleen has it for two minutes and can use it masterfully. What the fuck shit is that? I'm not buying that. Well, okay, this is universe hopping here, but it's almost like when um when Iris gains the, the flash powers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's some bullshit. Oh, but but that's at least intuitive. That's running. All she's doing is running and running faster. It's not using a a chief focused magical fist. Well, she has been like training in like martial arts and stuff her whole life, which martial does arts. does focus like it. She does, knows her center. There is a lot of that kind of stuff in martial arts. Stuff. So not, I'm not saying it's enough to make her be able to use her yeah, fist, but still not buying that. <laughs> yeah. So for all those reasons, uh, we are out. Yeah. Definitely not buying that. And now we're done with Iron Fist. <laughs> Yeah. We swear this time. (laughs) Or are we? We are. (laughs) We need to be done. (laughs) All right. We are moving on to the spooky game. Spooky. 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 All right. So tonight, it's fall evening. In the fall, it gets dark earlier. It gets creepy out earlier. It gets spooky out earlier. Spooky. You can murder people earlier. Yeah, I guess you can. I mean, and technically is there really later, a limit shorter? to when you can murder people. Wait, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? After dusk. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I guess I'd be Welcome doing it to wrong. the purge, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so tonight, what we're gonna do uh, is the guys are going to throw out some monsters or spooky type things. And I am going to make a recommendation for something that you should watch or read or get into uh, to satisfy your spooky itch. Uh, so with, without further ado, gentlemen, hit me with something spooky. Who? All, right. All right. You want to go, Jesse? Sure. We'll All start right. with something just really simple to get us eases into this. Start with just witches. Witches. Uh, actually, there's there's a very cool story going on right now between Justice League Dark and the Wonder Woman uh, comic book mm-hmm. uh, called The Witching Hour. Oh. Uh, so 
uh, Wonder Woman actually becomes a witch. Oh, good. <laughs> during this, I don't think that's a great idea because she's so goddamn powerful. As is. But uh, there you go. Boom, witches. General. Fantastic. Okay. Um, how about like knife murderers? Some Michael Myers up here. Well, I, I'm not going to go murderer, <laughs> but early on in Moon Knight's career, he cuts <laughs> a guy's goddamn face off with a knife. Oh. Yeah, uh, Bushman. He uh, he just straight up slices his face off. He's a mercenary, so that happens. Uh, so I'm going to count that as, as a knife murderer, even though he doesn't actually He, he probably would have been better off murdering him. All right. So since I asked you earlier how obscure you want to go, uh, start going a little more obscure. Let's and go. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. So goat eating demon, basically. Ugh. Uh, Constantine is a real good. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> real good source of some weird shit. So I think I think you're gonna find some Chupacabra in there. I can't think of a specific storyline, but I'm almost positive it exists. <laughs> Uh, and, and you did that because you wanted to roll your R. I did. I'm not going to. I'm not going to disgrace your, your culture by <laughs> attempting that at all. Um, how about now? You bring up Constantine, and I want. I did almost did that on purpose. Uh, besides Constantine, demons. Uh, Doctor Strange. You go yeah. Doctor Strange very very easily. Um, they pick a story, man. Like he just. Um, he does so much. Actually, Jesse and I just read a story. Um, where magic gets basically killed off. There magic are Johnson, huh? Not Magic Johnson. No, just oh. magic. No, okay. No, he, he's he's cool. he's safe. Okay, he's cool. He's uh, cured. Yeah, money cures everything. <laughs> Throw money at the problem, and you're cool. Um, uh, so magic gets killed off, and demons are basically running wild because there's no magic to keep it in check. So Doctor Strange is a very easy one there. Yeah, that one was actually a really good story. I enjoyed that one. Great story. I loved it. So how about we just go with like poltergeists? Poltergeists. Hmm. Mike, if you don't have one, I actually have one in mind for that. So you're going with the definition of like haunted objects. Just like basically spirits or ghosts that can haunt objects and stuff and that kind of stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take this one, Sam. Uh Dead Man? Yes! Oh, good call. Good call. I almost completely forgot about Dead Man. I love Dead Man. Yeah. He's, he's actually a cool character. Yeah, man. Uh, plays a big role in um, Blackest Night and Brightest Day, the Green Lantern story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Check that out for Dead Man. Good work, Sam. Nice. Uh, you, got, you got anything else for me? Hmm. Horror movie tropes. How how about um, evil animals? Uh, Howard the Duck. That's. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that there and just walk away. <laughs> Read any Howard the Duck you want, Jesse. Fire at me. Uh, how about a banshee? A banshee. Hmm. Besides banshee. Besides, Besides banshee. But he's not actually a banshee. Yeah, it close enough, I basically. Mean, a banshee really just screams, lore. basically. <laughs> um, I will reach back to Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos because I believe back then they they dealt with some paranormal, some banshees. Um, somebody somebody check that. I'm not hundred percent sure, but <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure they dealt with a lot of supernatural stuff. Um, how about blood oaths? 
blood packs. Define uh, define what you what you mean here. Um, I'm talking about spilling blood into a bowl and making some shit happen. Any any like Teen Titan story involving Brother Blood, because that dude. <laughs> Has a fucking problem. <laughs> like, he literally bathes in blood. Yeah. Um, there was a story that I recently read where he was he's reforming his cult. Actually, it might be current. It might be the current run of Teen Titans where he's, he's working um, to rebuild his cult. He's captured a few people. Yes, it is current. It is current. Yeah, so read the current Teen Titans. No, they're, okay. they're getting into that pretty heavy right now. Jesse. Um, let's go simple again. Werewolves. Werewolves. Um, go go man wolf. John Jameson. Um, he, he had, there's, there's a medallion. It's a weird story, but it's, it's cool. Um, especially because, you know, his dad hates anything with superhero X at that <laughs> point in time. Yep. Uh, find out his son is a werewolf. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, there's also a Batman the Animated Series episode that deals with werewolves. True. I think it's called Night of the Wolf. Um, yes. So that, titled. That is, <laughs> uh, that is also a very good episode. It's about uh, one of Bruce Wayne's friends, Olympic athlete, but ends up taking steroids and becomes a werewolf because of it. All right, so. let's sneak in two more. Um, undead. The Undead, oh, this is actually kind of a layup. Marvel Zombies. Uh, that first graphic novel is super fun to read. It's ridiculous. All the heroes are basically dead. Hulk is the worst. Just, he like eats Silver Surfer, and so he's Undead Hulk with the power cosmic. Um, hilarious and weird and a little bit spooky. Uh, but definitely worth a read. All right, let's round it out with another just classic Halloween vampire that's not Man Bat, who's literally a bat. No, I'm not man. going there. <laughs> All right, so there's there's a lot. Um, but you but you could go with the the Batman graphic novel where he does literally become a vampire. Okay, I guess. I'm not but... going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all. <laughs> Which is a good story. I'm going to take classic and go classic. Okay. In the Marvel Universe, Dracula actually exists. And... Uh, because we like things that are funny here, there is a Deadpool story <laughs> called Till Death Do Us Part oh God. where his wife leaves him for Dracula. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. So read that story. It's I want to ridiculous. read that now. Wow. <laughs> God damn. All right. So this has been the spooky game. <laughs> Maybe we'll pull some more stuff like this in the future. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. Right, if you guys have liked this, let us know. We'd love to do this again. Uh, yeah. So just let us know. Spooky. Spooky. All right. So leaving, uh, we'll leave you guys with some Halloween love here. So we're going to one more obscure character, uh, which is going to be kind of fun for us. Uh, Keeping with the Halloween theme, we will be talking about Jack-O-Lantern tonight. <laughs> All right, so in the spirit of Halloween, we'll dive into a character who literally embodies the Halloween spirit. This is probably the most ridiculous thing we'll do, by the way, uh, for quite some time. Uh, many have held the mantle of Jack-O-Lantern, and they've all been criminals. Uh, they've knocked each other off at some point, and the current Jack-O-Lantern uh, was a foil for Agent Venom. Because there have been multiple users, it becomes difficult to separate them. Uh, Jason McIndale Jr. was the first, followed by Stephen Levins. 
after that, two people held the mantle simultaneously and went by Mad Jack. Uh, those two people were Daniel Burkhart and Maguire Beck. Uh, they are all dead now, and the crime master whose identity is unknown has killed them all. So, Jack Lantern is a master assassin who has a flaming pumpkin for a head, <laughs> appropriately enough. So, he uses things such as trick ghost entanglement, a scythe, he has a broomstick that he uses for transport, and he often uses, and this is my personal favorite, acid candy. <laughs> oh, and small demon robots as well. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. So, yeah, this character's just silly and fun and just... Just... Perfectly Halloween. Yes. You, you got to imagine that, like, one day in the writing room, they're just like, okay, it's Halloween, or it's gonna, this is going to come out for Halloween. We need something. Just flaming jack-o'-lantern head. Why not? The, the 80s and 90s were a very dark place. Uh, <laughs> they were also a very silly place. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, and I love it. I'm surprised we didn't talk about Morbius. Uh, I almost did, but I decided to do a classic Dracula. Dr. Gotcha. Dr. Acula. Your musical. That you've been working on. Great Mitch Hedberg joke, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic joke. Love that dude. Oh man. Alright, so um you guys want to roll into final thoughts here. Hell yes. Uh so for me tonight, all mine will be music related. Okay. Alright? So I'm gonna start with my top three Halloween songs. Oh, and God. most people can't name three Halloween songs. Nope. But I'm gonna do it anyway. One's kind of a cheat thriller, of course. I mean. Classic. Uh, number two, a uh, song called Spooky Scary Skeletons. Spooky! <laughs> it is just such a silly, dumb song. I I love it. Uh, <laughs> my third song is uh, Pearl People Eaters, because alliteration. Ah. Huh. I don't... I know I've heard the song. It's just been years. Purple People Eaters. It was the one I won, horror flying purple people eaters. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess it's a Halloween song. All right. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Is. it is. It is spooky. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. Final thoughts. My brain's kind of been out of it all day. Uh, I was just saying, talking to Sam earlier, that I was doing laundry earlier. And <laughs> I pulled a load of laundry out of the dryer and just realized I forgot to put detergent in it. <laughs> so, like, my head's really just not been here. <laughs> So, so, so you have uh, dryer sheet fresh dirty clothes. They're not dirty. They were wet. <laughs> I mean, I can get wet. Doesn't mean I'm clean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm wet right now. Whoa. So my head's Spooky. been kind of everywhere at the moment. <laughs> Ectoplasm everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> Ectoplasm. I think on that note. Uh, Sam. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over ectoplasm. <laughs> what the fuck happened to us? Buying a house is a bitch, man. I can it's, imagine. It's, it is. Uh, it's quite the process. Um, alcohol is your friend in this scenario. When isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Uh, so When you have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, even then. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a if you have a kid coming along and you're also buying a house, that is a situation to be in, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, um, deal with it the way you want to deal with it. <laughs> That's not good advice at all. <laughs> Without all, uh-huh. all right. 
Uh, so next one for me, Africa by Toto is better, world like light years better than the cover by Weezer. Is that even a question? Objectively. Yeah. No. Objectively. I, yeah, no. It is way better. Yeah, I agree. Not even close. I don't know why it's become such a big thing in the past like year. Honestly. I don't know. Because I've I've liked the song like ever since I was a teenager. Yeah, it's yeah. a great song. You know, Top but, to bottom, musically sound, uh, excellent harmonies. For whatever reason, it just became huge within the past year. Like yeah, everybody suddenly loved the song. Goddamn hipsters. I don't know. I'm not complaining, but it's just weird. I want to know why. So I've been in the baking spirit these past few weeks, mm-hmm. planning on making a blueberry pie soon. Mm. Don't have a recipe already in mind. So if you have any recipes that you'd like to share with me, mm, say it again sl- for the people in the back. Blueberry pie. Yes. So feel free to uh, send those recipes my way. Mm. Why did you say it with like a southern, I like deep south? No. Every once in a while, every once in a while, I'm talking because <laughs> it made him say it again. <laughs> exactly. Every once in a while, I'm talking uh, for some reason that like southern accent comes out and i'm not southern at all so i don't know why <laughs> i mean i'm not complaining it was just <laughs> um if you're gonna do a video shoot i recommend that you don't wear pants yes oh, okay it always makes things so much more interesting <laughs> especially if you're if you are doing a green screen shoot Man, you could replace their pants with anything. You could put scrubs on them. You could put military pants. Anything. The possibilities are endless. You can even put pleats in the pants. When we're done with this, I got to show you guys something. It it will relate to what we're doing right now. Oh, God. All All right. right. My last one here. Uh, There is a group called Five Seconds of Summer. They are a pop group. I kind of like them. They're fun to listen to. However, they're... Like their abbreviated nickname is Five Sauce, and as a grown man, that feels dirty coming out of my mouth. Uh, you can isolate that if you want and just yeah, man, talk it hit away. You with, uh, some Five Sauce. So right I was listening to the radio, and the DJ comes on and is like, "That's the band Five Sauce. I love that band." And I was like, "You're a grown man. Fucking never say Five Sauce again." <laughs> There's a line that you shouldn't cross once you're like 32, and that dude like dove over that shit and slid. <laughs> In a second base. <laughs> so please, God, don't say that shit if you're a, an adult male of a certain age. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I think that's about it for us tonight. Um, if you guys have any comments or uh, want us to talk about anything in our next Twist cast, please let us know. Oh, um, uh, check out our Iron Fist review up on the Twisted Cape. Yep. And by the time this goes live, we may even have a Daredevil review. Oh. Oh. Which... We forgot to announce that that has Ooh. been released as so, of today, as, as of, of time today, recording, which is what October nineteenth. Yep, yep. All right. So be sure to check that out. Check out our website, twistedcape.com. Be sure to check out our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We want to know what you guys think. Um, Rate us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just interact with us because we love that stuff. And please share the Twistcast. If you guys love it, we want other people to hear it. Um, and we, you know, love the recognition. So we appreciate that. Hashtag Twistcape. Yep. All right, guys. Well, if that's it for tonight, my name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Guys, stay twisted. Happy Spooky. Halloween. Spooky. Spooky.